outstanding, and thank you so much. I should uh, let people know we used to do the Chris or the uh, youth performance on a Sunday evening when it was dark, and for that reason, uh, some people wouldn't come. They didn't want to be driving in the dark. Last year, uh, because of weather, uh, out of necessity, we we put it on a Sunday morning, and we loved it. So, uh, so thank you for doing that this morning, and uh, it's it's great to hear those songs of. Christmas, and uh, I, there's a couple things I want to pick up on as, as we look uh, at our passage this morning, and if you uh, will, go to uh, Luke chapter 1 in your Bibles. You can turn to uh, chapter 1, and I will be reading verses uh, 67 through 79, and let me just set up uh, where we're at here. Uh, last week, uh, we we went through Mary's song of praise, not necessarily that it was sung, but, uh, but it was this outburst of praise, and we call it a song of, of praise, the Magnificat. And, and this week, we want to look at uh, Zechariah and his song of praise, if you will. Now, Zechariah is the father of John the Baptist, and Zechariah was a priest of the, of the line of, of Levi and was in the temple. And uh, the angel Gabriel told him about this, this son that he, his wife would have. And she was beyond childbearing age. And so he didn't believe the angel initially. And, and he was mute. Uh, they, he said, well, you don't believe this, so uh, you won't speak until after the birth of John the Baptist. Well, as we come to this passage now, John the, the Baptist has just been born, and as Zechariah speaks here, he uh, bursts into this song of praise. And let me read that for us this morning. Uh, Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse uh, 67. And his father, that's John the Baptist's father, and his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophets of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. The word of the Lord. As our youth started uh, their program this morning, uh, they were talking about the sights and sounds and smells of, of Christmas. 
Everyone preparing, putting up lights and baking things and, and all those things you can see and, and the thank yous and, and the words that, that you hear. Everyone preparing for, for Christmas. And we remember that God had been preparing for the birth of this child for a long, long time. We can go all the way back to the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, and, and God had already stated his intention with this, this Messiah who is going to come into the world. And throughout the Old Testament, everything was pointing to Christ. Everything in the, in the sacrificial system that they had set up at the temple was pointing to Christ. The priesthood was pointing to Christ. Uh, even things like uh, Israel being in the wilderness and Moses striking the rock and, and water flowing from that rock. And, and Jesus later on in, in John chapter 4 would say, you know, I will give you uh, water and, and you'll never thirst again. Water welling up to eternal life, he would call it. And, and Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 10 that, that that rock, he's referring to Moses, he said that rock was Christ. Even in a story like that in the Old Testament, we see everything is, is pointing to Christ. And, and God has been preparing the world, telling us a little bit about him for thousands of years. And then prophecy went silent for about 400 years. And, and all of a sudden, Zechariah is told by the, the angel Gabriel, get ready, you're going to have a son, and, and he's going to be the one crying out in the wilderness, which was an answer to prophecy, about the Messiah who will be born. And as Zechariah breaks in, finally he's able to speak again, and, and he breaks into this, this song of, of praise. He starts with those, those prophecies filled with the Holy Spirit, it tells us in verse 67. He's, he's filled and, and speaks these, uh, or remembers these prophecies. Some have said that he quotes at least 33 of the prophecies in this uh, little, in these few verses here. It's all full of, of Old Testament prophecy. He speaks of the promise uh, made to David in verse 67, and you can find that back in 2 Samuel chapter 7, and how those promises were actually built on the promises to Abraham that we see in, in verse 72, and that God is, is showing mercy uh, by answering these, these promises made uh, to them and made to the, the prophets of old, as it says in verse 70. But Zechariah gets to the heart of, of what this really means, as, as our youth uh, were, were singing about earlier. Because Israel, when they thought of the Messiah coming, they were thinking a, a lot of, of a political type leader or a military type leader. This guy who, who is going to save them uh, from, from the nations around them. But Zechariah, filled with the Holy Spirit, understands there's much more than that. And you can see it in some of the phrases that he speaks. In verse 68, you see, redeemed his people. 
Verse 69, he uses the phrase salvation for us. He speaks of holiness and righteousness in verse 74. Of course, that's what Christ comes with for us. In verse 77, there's the knowledge of salvation, forgiveness of sins. Zechariah is pointing us to what this is really all about. He's going to save us from much more than anything in the world. He's saving us from our own sin. He's our, our Savior. We have salvation in him. And when he speaks of, of the enemies, you notice that in verse 71, we should be saved from our enemies, from all who hate us. And again in, in seven, verse 74, the same thing, delivered from the hand of, of our enemies. Our ultimate enemy uh, in the world is Satan and all his host of evil. And that's, that's what this child saves us from. Our ultimate enemy. In Revelation chapter 12, uh, starting at, at verse 9, uh, the apostle John, not John the Baptist, but, but John the apostle uh, writes this, and the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God, and they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb. Christ defeats our ultimate enemy. This, this Satan who wants to deceive us into sin and then accuse us before God of sinning. But Christ comes and defeats him giving us his holiness and his righteousness, dying on the cross for our sin. And as Zechariah continues on in verses 76 through 79, he, turned, he turns his attention then to, to the baby that was born to him, John the Baptist, this one who will, who will cry out uh, in the wilderness, in verse 76, to go and prepare, uh, go before the Lord and, and prepare his ways. And as I mentioned, this is a prophecy, an answer to prophecy. Isaiah 40 and, and Malachi 3 uh, speaks of, of this person who will speak of, of the sunrise, who's, who's coming to give light in verses uh, 78 and, and 79. Because Without Christ, there is no light. Spiritually speaking, there is no light. If you've ever been in a cave, and, and uh, I know some of you have, and, and they take you deep into the cave, and then they'll say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to turn off the lights for a few moments so you can see true darkness. And they turn off the light, and there's just nothing but black. Spiritually speaking, without Christ, that is our life. No light to be seen. 
but John and, and John the Apostle speaks of John the Baptist in John chapter 1 and he writes that, that John the Baptist was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. And Zacharias talks about John the Baptist's purpose when we see in verse 77. Here's what he's going to do. Give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. See, it is God and God alone who saves. But John was God's chosen instrument to impart uh, I'm quoting here, actually, one of the commentators. It was uh, John was God's chosen instrument to impart to the people the knowledge of salvation through forgiveness. In, a, in our performance, um, one of the lines that was said just before we all sang, go tell it on the mountain, was, we've just got to keep telling everyone about the birth of the Son of God. Because Jesus has given us that command as well. Go, make disciples. Bear witness about me to the world and I'll bear witness to you, about you, to the Father. We have that, that, same, that same goal that John the Baptist does. To, to go, uh, give knowledge of salvation to those around us. And as we prepare for for Christmas, we remember that we're preparing for much more than celebration of this baby, and that is great and important, but we're also preparing for his return, because he's coming back in the flesh. He's with us spiritually. We have the Holy Spirit, but he said, I am coming back. And, and the angels, when Jesus was resurrected in, into heaven, the angels told the disciples standing there, he's going to come back just like he went up. You're going to see him in the flesh again. And we remember that this incredible baby that was born in Bethlehem, who our youth just sang about, we, we, we think of, of, of the preparation that, that God was getting the world ready for that. And even now, as, as we prepare, we remember that, that the light, that, that God is born into the world and that he's coming again. And we prepare in the celebration and in the proclamation of giving that knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for this child who was born in Bethlehem. We thank you for the Savior who grows up and dies on the cross that we may have light and we may have life in you. Heavenly Father, help us this season, this holiday season, 
as we go through our preparations to remember that this, this wonderful baby is coming back. He's coming back as our judge and as our savior. And so help us in preparing for that as well. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. And we thank you for our salvation in Christ. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now, if you will, turn to hymn 157. We'll sing Away in the Manger. Stand and sing.